Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Advanced Sommelier, Christopher Chan, your weekend wine guy and your commodore of cocktails. Thanks for taking your Saturday night, uh, well, spending your Saturday night with me and all the cool cats I got in studio. As always, uh, if you ever miss a show, and I do appreciate you tuning in, but uh, life goes on. If you miss a show, check out the website, happyhourradio.net. Uh, you can do some podcasting if you're on your uh, elliptical and you're dreaming about having cocktails and good food uh, motivation uh, right there. And happy to, uh, uh, I'll start interjecting some subliminal messages that keep going. Keep going, you know, calories, all that stuff. But um, that's the website. It's happyhourradio.net. And uh, if you ever have any ideas for a new restaurant, a cool bartender, a great product, spirit, wine, a cool chef, send me an email to ask at happyhourradio.net. And uh, we'll check it out. Um, And I had the pleasure of, uh, well, investigating... In Seattle, more this since I since I've left the Rainier Club, one of my you know my resolutions: get out there, eat better, drink well, and be well. Uh, and I had the the good fortune of uh, finding a spot that has been well renowned and celebrated. It's Spinasse. It's up on uh, Capitol Hill, and uh, uh, Chef Stuart Lane is in. Uh, Angela Lopez are the uh, general manager and chef. Um, and they're in studio today, and I had the most amazing time. It's it's really fun to actually go out and and f- see people who a no hospitality b have a vision and passion for what they do and then c execute it and uh from the bar and the, and the wine uh, i should say the cocktails and the wine to the place it was really really uh eye-opening and uh belly filling and mouth-wateringly delicious so um i'm excited to uh, have Stuart lane chef Stuart lane and angela lopez hey Welcome to Happy Hour. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for having us. us. All right. Well, um, we have two mics, but we're going to start with Chef Stewart. Uh, Chef, we chatted, and you, you have kind of an open-air kitchen there. The bar is nice and tiny. But first of all, where is Spinasi? We are on Capitol Hill between Pike and Pine on 14th. Right. And uh, parking wasn't bad. I was able to find a parking spot, so that's one of the challenges. <laughs> it's good. It is good. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a, I'm a West Seattle guy, and I tell you that you can't get off the island. <laughs> After 9 a.m. on that uh, in West Seattle until it's rush hour. Um, but you are a chef. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? How did you start? Well, okay, quick life story. Um, I was born in Alaska, and then my parents moved to Seattle. My dad was in the Coast Guard, and so we moved to Seattle um, when I was really, really young. So I grew up in Edmonds pretty much my entire life. And then, you know, it's a nice place. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Speaking of West Seattle, everyone thinks that Edmonds like Canada, so I understand like <laughs> the far true. off part of West Seattle and Edmonds. Um, but yeah, I I grew up there and then went to Western uh, Washington University and studied English creative writing and uh, graduated and you know had no job in that field, of course, because that's not the easiest job you know easiest uh major to get a job in and in the basically the summer after I graduated, it was just like okay i'm I'm by myself, I have no roommates, I have to eat every day, 
Like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I'm a grown man. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm going to make this thing. I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to make it. And it was like terrible. And so I'm like, I'm, I, this is this is awful. I should make something better. Add so more like, ketchup. And I thought that was. No, it was like a lot of Costco chicken breasts and stuff like that. Uh, and then, yeah, and then progressed and like started reading magazines and like started like making more interesting things and getting more and more into it. And then it was just like, this is a lot of fun. I think I really like this. And. One thing led to another, and I went to Bellingham Technical College for uh, culinary, graduated. And then while I was there, I was like, I think I, I want more. I wanted, like, more, you know, uh, information. I was just You were like, hungry for more Oh, knowledge. yeah, I was, like, completely immersed. I mean, it was like wake up at 6 in the morning, go to culinary school, finish culinary school, drive right to work, work until 11.30, read cookbooks until one like every day for like three years or something you know and then on my days off it was like cooking breakfast lunch and dinner every day reading cookbooks every day like just totally obsessed um yeah and then went to so then i went to italy went to piemonte um uh the italian culinary institute for foreigners it's the actual name of it. It's like super PC, um, <laughs> but it's in it's in uh, Costiglione d'Asti in Piemonte. So it's just like outside of Asti, which is outside of Torino, and uh, went to their master program and graduated from that and spent some time in Emilia Romagna um, in a little town called Dozza. A little further south, a little kind mm-hmm. of in the middle, in the heartland. Mm-hmm. Yep, and loved that and got a lot of great opportunities there and came back, worked at Cafe Juanita. For Holly Smith. Holly Smith. Uh, There's a lot of folks I think have gone through yeah. the, uh, my, the tutelage. My opening, like when I first started working there, like all those people have become chefs and are great chefs, and you know, it was like every single person in the kitchen is like, you know, so talented, and it was such a great kitchen to learn in. You know, um, worked my way up eventually. You know, I did the thing, the kind of the cliche thing of being like. Hey, I'll just do whatever. Like, I don't, I don't care if you want me to wash dishes. I'll wash dishes. I'll do whatever. And she's just like, "Well, we don't really have a prep person, but you can kind of do prep." And then I worked my way up from prep to pasta to working the line to eventual chef de cuisine, which I'm very proud of. I think I was her first chef de cuisine. Wow! So I feel really great about that. But um, I think it was more just I was like uh, hounding her constantly. So she just like broke down. You worked um, hard apparently. Uh, and then, yeah, went and opened, um, went and worked on Bainbridge for a little bit, uh, and opened up, went to Spinace for a little bit of time, opened up Cuoco for Tom Douglas Mm -hmm. and then went back to Spinace as chef de cuisine. And now I'm the executive chef. Oh, my, I think my friend Matt uh, Fort oh, yeah. Fortner is now. Yeah. We worked together back at the Arena I think Club. he's at Lola now. He took oh, over yeah. at Cuoco. Yeah, and then, yeah. All right, Good so you, you've bounced around. I'm kind of curious. You say master's program uh, in, in Italy at the uh, Institute of Culinary for Foreigners. Yeah. Uh, what is on? It the, was an institute. For what's, the, what's the What's uh, the final exam? <laughs> is it a Is it a oh, making yeah. course? You got to do agnolati. Do you have to um, do a ragu? What's well, it? actually, you just totally nailed it. It was really uh, stressful, actually, because you know we're students and stuff, and we're learning. And it was it was a great school. I, I loved loved my time there. And the final thing to graduate is. They invite, like, all the dignitaries from the town. So it's, like, the mayor, the police chief, the fire chief, (laughs) like, all these, like, you know, people that, you know, in a town of 
5,000 people, they had 500 Barbera producers or something. You know, it was like an insane amount. It's like all Barbera where I was at. And um, so they're all there eating. It's like, I think it was something like 70 or 80 people. And, you know, in a normal kitchen, you're prepping days in advance. You're thinking days in advance. Everything is like planning, forethought, you know, all this stuff. And for us, it was like the night before, they're like, okay, Stuart, you're doing pasta for all these people. They're Italians. You're doing their dish for them. Uh, we're going to prep it and make it tomorrow for 80 people. So good luck. And it was just like never made it before. You know, so it's just getting there at seven o'clock in the morning and then at six or seven o'clock at night, you're feeding all these people. And it was so stressful. It was like, we've never done it before. You're working with people you've never worked bef- with before, you know? So that was our final thing. And I had to make annulotti dolpline, which is, yeah. yeah, like a little ravioli that's rolled over. Um, yeah. With a very kind of, I, I guess prep intensive filling. You know, it's like multiple meats and vegetables, and there's rice in there, and wow. you gotta cook it just right. And and uh, yeah, so, so you weren't arrested, right? You passed. Yeah, I passed. It was good. It was really stressful doing it for Italians. There was no food fight, out. and nope. uh, well, congratulations. I mean, I was a little uh, maybe ornery that day. I was like super serious, but you oh, know, yeah. well, like someone like took my cutting board, and I was just like, what the. Uh, uh-huh. You know what are you doing right now? <laughs> like you need to move. I'm here. This is my spot. <laughs> and like you know, normally I'm like a little more easygoing than that. But. You are, and uh, I enjoyed that. Once you have control, and I understand the uh, the pressure of exams. Uh, speaking with Chef Stuart Lane, the executive chef at Spinasse. Now, tell me, um, who started Spinasse? Uh, it was Justin Niedermeyer, I believe. He was That's the opening right. chef, and it was a lot smaller. When you came in, the side that you were eating on was our original side, which is like half the size of the restaurant. Oh, yes. I noticed that it looked like two rooms. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like <laughs> when we first opened, you know, it was like we had to be done with pasta. I was telling Angela that, like, actually, I think I told you a long time ago, but it just reminded me like a couple weeks ago about how, you know, we had to be done making pasta at a certain time because it was the bar that people would sit at. So oh. it was like, <laughs> and where, where to the left of where you were at, <laughs> that, um, there's a, a railing and we would put cloth over that railing and dry the pasta over that railing. <laughs> and so it was kind of like we had to be done at five, you know, we had to get all the pasta out of there at five. And so now it's changed a little bit. Obviously it's like twice as big and we have a guy making pasta like during, or someone making pasta during service, um, that you can watch make pasta. A lot of people enjoy that. And, you know, so it's, it's quite a bit different, but yeah, Justin opened it. It was kind of his, I feel like his, uh, passion, the idea. And then Jason Stratton, uh, who's at M bar right now, he, uh, took over for Justin and really brought it to prominence. I would say like, he's the reason why it's on a lot of people's lips. It's got a lot of press because of Jason. Um, he moved on from the company and I took over. Which company is it? Um, I mean, it's, so it's, um, our, it's, Pensia Piana is the name of the company, but that's like our LLC. It's a restaurant group. Yeah. And what it, well, what I mean, it's just like family. us and our 2Z, our, oh, okay. our neighboring bar. Um, but yeah, we have investors. And so, you know, th- we, uh, yeah, he has moved Daily on. investors <laughs> are called customers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like it. Well, um, how did you find such a talented uh, lady in uh, as a general manager and a wine director in Angela Lopez? Well, she came to us as a bartender initially. 
And I mean, she can tell you all her background. Like I know that she had, you know, pretty significant amount of experience. And well, let's check she it out. Came on, and it was great. <laughs> all right, Angela, uh, where are you from? How'd you get here? Yeah, uh, I'm originally from Southern Colorado, um, but I left pretty early on uh, in the well, the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, to move to Portland. Actually, I was uh, in the middle of the night. I saw a. Uh, uh, UFO? No. I saw an infomercial for the culinary school of, of Portland Western Culinary School. And since I was about four, I was convinced that I was going to be a chef. Oh. So uh, I grew up with all of the... Uh, Betty Crocker Easy Bake Ovens? The Easy Bake Ovens, the uh, the cooking shows, the, the cookbooks, the, the little Italian... Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Italian. Little Mexican grandma <laughs> in the kitchen Italian. I'm, I'm, I'm already immersed in my, in my Italian <laughs> life at Spinoza. Uh, my little Mexican grandma who taught me everything I knew about cooking, and uh, I was convinced that that was going to be my, my existence. Mm-hmm. Went to a year of culinary school and said, nope. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely... That's not like the smart, infomercial smart. at all. <laughs> infomercial, you know, left my, my little life smiling, in Colorado. Everyone's happy, looks like good food. Yeah, everyone's, you know, wearing their toques, calling each other, yes, chef, 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 hello. Uh, no, it was not for me. Um, I ended up marrying a chef instead because I stayed there in the family go. with it. But, um, but yeah, so moved to Portland in 99 and uh, decided that the wine portion of it was really what was, was my passion. So got into... Um, the uh, Kimpton group actually was oh, where I spent my Emily formative Wines, years. Emily Wines, yeah. She and I actually started um, with the group in the in the same year, yeah. um, uh, in uh, two thousand and uh, two thousand and one, I believe. Um, she was one of my definitely early mentors. So I uh, spent fourteen years with the Kimpton group. And Dabstown and Oregon? Uh, both properties in Oregon, yeah, okay. um, with uh, Red Star Tavern. So wait, and- I'm thinking about it. 15 years at 2001, that means you just got here. Uh, yeah, well, I just just left uh, the Kimpton Group uh, at the end of 2013. So okay. um, I was kind of doing Spinasse and uh, most recently Tulio. Tulio. Yeah. So you stay in the Italian vein. I love it. So, hey, we're going to take a little break. But when we come back from the break, I'm going to spend more time with uh, the general manager of Spinasse and the wine director, uh, one and the same, Angela Lopez. And, of course, Chef Stuart Lane right here on Happy Hour Radio. Stick, a, stick around, folks. We'll be right back. Big names, big news. Sean Hannity, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570, KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle Sommelier, Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, time for round two. Hope you got something tasty in your glass or in your mug or in your snifter or on your way to someplace cool like Spinasse. I've got the pleasure of having uh, Executive Chef Stuart Lane in the studio and, uh, well, Wine Director and General Manager extraordinaire, Miss Angela Lopez. Angela, we're just speaking about uh, your time at, in Portland with the Kimpton Group and, of course, uh, Master Sommelier Emily Wines uh, had uh, worked her way up into, I think she was uh, Master Sommelier in 06 or 05, something like that. Yeah, yeah. She's a, a big inspiration for me. You know, she passed all three segments of the Master on the first try, so earning the Krug, Krug Cup 
Um, I definitely looked up to her for many years working within the company. I like um, how you say that cause she she is uh, five foot yeah. four. <laughs> you look I, yeah, looked down. Cute, right? uh, no, she's she's amazing um, and definitely an inspiration for for the females in our industry for sure. Um, so yeah, working with the Kimpton Group um, for fourteen years, I. I did everything from, you know, I, start, I worked my way up from the culinary school internship is where I started uh, in the early 2000s. Worked my way up to assistant general manager when I transferred up here um, in 2007, stayed with the company. Which property at, was that? Uh, Sazerac. Sazerac, Which is yeah. now currently under uh, renovation. They're I gonna, read that. They're going to change faces, which uh, is great. They're they're just, they, there was nothing but amazing things uh, that I have to, to say there. Um and then moved up to Tulio um, recently, and then that's really, part of the Kimpton family as well. As yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, over twenty years has been around uh, a staple in the industry. Really dug my teeth into the Italian portfolio there. Um, helped with um, you know Martin Beely was there when I was Martin, there. Martin, yeah. Um, definitely a, a pal of mine in the industry. So um, got out of management, took a step back, and just decided to do um, you know serving, bartending, really trying to make my way around the around the house. And uh, Spinasse had always been uh, my wife and I's favorite spot. We live two blocks away, <laughs> uh, and even in when it was just the original size. So it was on my radar for a long time. And I remember the exact day. It was uh, September 1st, 2013. I saw a posting of Jason Stratton on Facebook said, hey, we're looking for for some staff at Spinasse. Awesome. And uh, I thought, okay, you know, I'd been with Kimpton for a long time. Very grateful for everything that I learned there and uh, the amount of wine knowledge. I felt very confident going into into Spinasse with um, with all of that and was actually hired not as a bartender, but as a hostess and a server. I said, I'll take whatever you got. I love this place. I know God, I walking like in. I you're a bartender right off the bat. It pretty much <laughs> is how it happened. Yeah, the, the way that the business... Um, we're in the weeds, help. <laughs> We're in the weeds. Angela, what can you do? Oh, I can jump in. Um, and that's kind of how it happened. And uh, Jason Stratton definitely, um, you know, took it took me under his wing and, and made sure that I had every opportunity to move up. And it was um, August of last year, or excuse me, the previous year before, where I took over as general manager. And, uh, you know, even after having sworn that I'd never get back into management, <laughs> we always say that, right? We get out of it. And we were like, oh, yeah, look at me. I can clock in and clock out. And, nothing, you know, I walk out the That's door. Right. But Spinasse special. And it just has everything that I ever wanted in that particular position. And I have an amazing partner, Stuart and I, um, in addition to being the executive chef and the GM, we're also co-business managers. So we have our hand in every piece of the operation. That wow, congratulations. Yeah, it's amazing. To have amazing. a place so close to your house, too, that's kind of a dream <laughs> I had. Like, when I left management, like, yeah. it would be great just to walk to work and then walk back. Well, and... there's no, there's no, uh, oh, I can't get to work today. I, I live in Edmonds. <laughs> right. I, you know, yeah. it's snowing. Um, <laughs> Pull but... the stuff out of the freezer. <laughs> yeah, totally. But there's, there's definitely, you know, the commute is great, but also the team is fantastic. The you know, just Spinasse having been around for what going on nine years now. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we opened I in am... August of two thousand and eight. Oh my goodness! And uh, we're just incredible. I'm grateful. like a dinosaur. <laughs> people, I forgot how to go out and have fun. In I my can't city. believe this was your first time coming in the other well, week. Well, but... I guess it was meant to be. Finally, and Definitely. I truly had a remarkable experience. It was really, really fun. I could, I could feel the love. And being in the hospitality business as long as I have, and working in a private club, it, it's the same kind of thing. Your family, because mm-hmm. you have to, you have people that you 
you take care of on a regular basis, and you it's always professional, but there's that certain extra that you you want to do because now you're invested in it, and you're invested in it, and it's it's a good feeling, and it really shows. And um, I, I got to tell you, your menu was uh, inspired, of course, by your time in Piedmont, right, Stuart? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we try to be as seasonal as possible, and we kind of, at this point, I feel like sometimes I push it a little bit further than maybe I have in the past in terms of like what is strictly Piemontese or whatever, but it's always the essence of that cuisine that I'm thinking about. And so, you know, some things like, for example, we're about to put on, you know, like a marinated prawn dish and Mm. I'm, I, maybe somebody there has done that. I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, you know, nothing is ever done for the first time, especially in culinary world. Right. And but the idea of like marinating it with herbs and serving it like, you know, cold to room temperature is absolutely their style. So it's like taking something that we have here, beautiful, you know, um, wild Alaskan spot prawns and turning that into like a marinated cold dish is absolutely something that I feel like a, a chef from Piemonte would do. And so let's talk about the wine. So there's an idea, and I know I, I thought your wine pairings were brilliant, and we'll talk Thank about you. the menu in a moment. But it made me think, uh, just hearing that and mm-hmm. having a relationship with a chef, which I did for, for such a long time at the Arena Club with Bill Morris, he would speak, and I go, okay, I got some ideas. Because you know his style, and yeah. you know it's, it's going to be marinated with herbs, but it's not going to be overpowering. So what's a wine that you would think would pair with a chilled uh, spot prawn dish? Yeah, no, I'm super glad you told me that was going to go on the menu. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually just brought on this really beautiful Arnace from Giacosa. It's their 2014 release, and I just love everything that Giacosa does. Um, and Arnace is one of those varietals that can just really, it's got some weight to it, you know? It can really cut through. If if you're doing it in the way that I think that you will, which is, yeah. which is pretty, <laughs> you know, pretty heavy on the on the olive oil, you know, sort of in Carpione style, yeah, where it's herbaceous, it's beautiful, but it's got weight, and you have to have something that's going to kind of really mm-hmm. cut through that. So just put on this beautiful Arnace by the glass. It's refreshing, it's crisp, but it's it's rounded, and it's almost as though, you know, I think that those two things would, would go great. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Especially, you know, uh, obviously being in Italy, you've got water pretty much on every side of you except for the top. Except uh, for Piemonte. Yeah, yeah, except for the top. The right? one spot. Yeah. Yeah. And to have prawns. But then, and what's great about Italian wine is that, in Italian food, is that there's so many wines and so many foods that work together. But just to come off the top of your head, it's like, yeah, all right. So you have something in mind. You can try it out. Um, delicious. No, I noticed your, your menu uh, was, was really, really cool. It was well written um, there, there's a certain simplicity to it and I think Italian food begs for that there's you know it's like hey it's it's bolognese right it's this is what it is it's not uh, there for a while in Washington I think and in, in the colonial world we were trying to do so many things and it's like all right it's 12 step ingredients here and, and yet a lot of times it, it was pretty simple but it's all about flavors and texture and balance and uh, this kohlrabi salad the insalata di kohlrabi which I thought was really really cute and I said I have to try that because um, you had anchovy vinaigrette parmigiano capers watermelon radish and uh, kohlrabi good dish where did that come from because that doesn't sound like same kind of the same idea it's like a marinated thing so it's just all we do is slice kohlrabi really thin um, watermelon really thin pre-season it with salt and let it like hang out for a little bit and it basically softens and makes it much more palatable and then we kind of like make i would say like five or six of those 
at a time to kind of let marinate. Sure. So that's been seasoned, and then it's marinated with the anchovy vinaigrette, which is like lemon juice, olive oil, anchovies, um, and capers, parsley. A little bit of Parmesan is, is in it, mm-hmm. too, marinated in it. And then we, um, yeah, just so we kind of let it have some time all together in that way. Um, yeah, I think it's a very nice salad. It's kind of surprising for a lot of people, too. It's, you know. Uh, different people aren't used to having like kohlrabi in that way, or they don't think of it that way. Um, right. So well, also the anchovy. There's so much umami going there too, and oh, I think yeah, that's with the parmesan kind of, too. Yeah. yeah it's it's like, visually wow. beautiful too with the watermelon radish. It really just adds that that pop of. It was very colorful. Color. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most like the most amount of ingredients we ingredients we have in a thing. <laughs> like most things, it's like more like the, you know, we were just saying it yesterday during prep. It's like. Most of the dishes, it's almost like the Coco Chanel style, right? Isn't that the person that said it? Where it's just like, before you leave the house, like, take something off every time. <laughs> That's the way the Italian cuisine is, in my opinion. It's just like, not too much embellishment. Uh, the thing. Right. The thing. Like, you're making a dish for this thing. That's what this is. It's this. Not this and this and this and this and bells and whistles, you know, and all this stuff. And it's just like, look, I'm a chef. Look at me. It's not like that. It's like much simpler. It's like look at the food. That's Guy Fieri, I think, on uh, the (laughs) Food Network. Yeah, I can throw so many more things. Well, that's really fun speaking with Stuart Lane, the executive chef. And and now is it a co-ownership with Angela? You mean you say business partners, but uh, you're part of the company, or uh, help me understand how that is. The the restaurant itself is owned by a small group of investors. Okay, Uh, Stuart and I definitely have a very small hand in that, but mostly operational. So we don't. we don't, we're not the actual owners. I see. So when you yeah. say business partners, you're actually making sure that the business succeeds by by your roles and your, your position. Correct. Because yeah. it's just right. us and then the investor group who are actually not operational in, in, in any way. They're, they're <laughs> but definitely... I tell you, they got a lot of ideas, typically, yeah. right? Isn't yeah. that so yeah. funny? They've been really great bosses. That That's one of the best things. Is like my, Our bosses trust us. All right. You know, good. and so that's all you can ever ask for. Is well, like, you could tell. I yeah. tell you, it was great. I, I got in there uh, by my, it felt like I was alone in the restaurant. And before you know it, it was it was crowded and I should say busy and lively and uh, happening. And it was the hot spot uh, that night on a Tuesday of all times. Yeah, right. um, so fun. Hey, folks, uh, we're going to chat more with, uh, the, well, the operators of Spinace, which is a great Italian place. And we'll chat about their cool little bar, Artusi, with Chef Stuart Lane and Angela Lopez right here on Happy Hour Radio. He's back, and he's in charge. Kirby Wilbur, live and local weekdays, 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI, want to know weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. That's right. This round's on me, folks. Hey, it's Happy Hour Radio. Time for round three, and I've got a a glass of wine, of course, because we're talking about Italian food, and uh, a great spot. I can't believe it took me so long. To get to Spinace, um, but I'm so pleased I did. A fabulous place. I really enjoyed sitting at the bar uh, because you could you could really engage with the kitchen and the bartender was great. I forget what his name was. Mo- Travis. Yeah, Travis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. And I always like testing. I just say testing when I it, it, take the adventure to a new place. I love to say, hey, here's what I like, but what do you like to make? So let's let's 
show me your talents and take a twist on this. And it was fantastic. And I did it again last night with Jason Stratton oh. over at <laughs> oh, uh, M Bar and uh, Tony, uh, the bartender there. So um, we were just chatting about the, the menu. I talked about the kohlrabi salad. Now, there's something on there that I had to try. I was really excited about it. It's uh, tripe risotto. Oh, yeah. I'd never seen it before. Um, you said that Piedmont's really not that close to the sea in a way. Asti is not really. You got a river there, but yeah. how did this come about? So this was just like you know we've done tripe in the past, and I've done tripe all different kind of ways in different places, and I was just like we should do tripe again. It's been a while since we've done it. It's nice cold weather kind of thing to have, um, and obviously like Italians love like awful. They love like all those like secondary cuts and stuff. The fifth quarter, the quinto quarto, or whatever. Um, <laughs> All right, you know. so it's not the term awful. I mean, it's not the word <laughs> awful. Yeah, this is awful. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a term yeah, fancy for... fancy it up, fancy it up. term <laughs> for um, certain glands and things that uh, have a lot of texture and flavor, a lot of protein, and sometimes... Yeah, it's usually, like, super healthy stuff, in fact. Um, but, yeah, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like... You know, we've done all this stuff with risotto. I've actually never seen a tripe risotto. I'm sure that people have done it. I have no doubt that other people have done it in the world. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, what if we, instead of, because every time I've ever done tripe or ever seen tripe, it's always like strips mm -hmm. or big pieces. And so Menudo. it's almost like, yeah. like noodly kind of thing. And I'm like, what if you, you know, cut it a little bit smaller and made it more of a, like a textural thing to go with the rice so it's like a spoonful of getting both instead of like having to slurp it up a little bit it would be more like incorporated into the dish and risotto is like perfect for that and uh, I think it's quite delicious I think it's nice I enjoyed it th thoroughly and you poured a, a delicious wine with that I'm trying to remember it was uh it was a light red of course and I can't remember because I was just really like if memory serves, it was the Barbaresco. It was Barbaresco. Yeah. Yes, it was a light red. That yeah. was the Barbaresco. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. From Prudentori, which is one of my <laughs> Prudentori, favorite. Prudentori, that's right, yes. And uh, Aldo Vaca, who you said you had on the, on the program. Yes, Prudentori yeah. Barbaresco, yeah. Aldo Vaca, cool mm -hmm. cat. Um, one of the other dishes I tried was uh, was your um, what signature pasta dish. It's something that you said is so delicious, and it truly was. Tell me about this, the... Uh, Tajarin Aragu Oburo Salvia. Yeah, the tyrene with tyrene. butter and sage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just the thing is, you know, in not, it, not donkey. That's different. <laughs> well, yeah. The other kind of burro. Yeah, a little bit different. <laughs> we, we have a lot of those in the kitchen, I think. Um, we have, oh, myself included, I think. Um, we, yeah, so that dish in Italy, like fresh pasta, has every single possible iteration you can imagine. It's like, uh, whole egg, egg yolk, flour, whole egg, egg yolk, water, oil, flour. Like, you know, it's just anything you can imagine. I'm sure, like, every Italian restaurant in the city has, like, their own very specific recipe that's, like, exact. And I'm sure some even may do it like we do in terms of, like, what is in the pasta itself. But the thing that makes Tyrene special to Italy is that it's egg yolks and flour. That is unusual. Normally, in Italy, it's, like, whole egg flour right mm. like that's the most like common thing like one egg to one etto of flour which is 100 grams that's like the standard thing right it's just like everybody knows that that's what you do and oh yeah, yeah i knew that so yeah. like in italy and then but in piemonte it's like they use egg yolks with the flour and then what makes it a slightly bit different than even there is like if you went if we like were transported to Piemonte right now and we went into the, the restaurant and we're just like hey can we have Tyrene 
it'd probably look more like Tagliatelle. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a wider, mm-hmm. you know, or like kind of like an in-between width. And so we cut it as thin as we possibly can. So it's a little bit more light, I would say. It has a little more finesse. Did it have a square cut, too? Or was it no, actually, it's just like it was, hand cut. It's just like rolled out very yeah. thin and then hand cut as, you know, thin as we humanly can. And then that's pretty much it. So it's like it's different. It has egg yolks. It it's was rich. very thin. It was satisfying. Yeah. It was comforting. And then butter and sage. That is one of the the best combinations that I can yeah, think of. Yeah, super classic. Angela, you know, we talk about different ingredients. Obviously, you said you have some um, uh, Mexican, Hispanic, uh, your grandma. Mm-hmm. Were there different uh, tortilla recipes, or she had her own way, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's definitely one of those things where, you know, you can make a flour tortilla for sure, but with pasta, there's, you know, like, like Stuart said, the different iterations that come through, um, we just do it. We do it right. And it's, you did it's, do it right. It's one it of those was things where, phenomenal. Yeah, uh, it, it's our, as you said, our signature dish, and it's what we hang our hat on. For you know, sure. that's what's tough about January. You pick the wrong month, just quit eating carbs, <laughs> <laughs> drinking too much. Um, yeah, but sure. speaking of drinking, uh, you brought a wine in today. Um, how many wines do you have on the list there at uh, Spinassi? I've got about 120 skews or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so not gigantic by any means. Yeah, manageable, um, manageable. Uh, also thoughtful, great variety, good price points from all around, white, mm-hmm. pink, and red. Uh, yeah. And you brought a wine today. I asked you to bring something fun. What'd you bring? Yeah, so um, you, I wanted to bring something that was from one of my favorite producers, Malvira, um, founded by the DeMontes in the 1950s. And the uh, founders, Giuseppe, his son, was actually just in uh, this is under the Indigenous Selections um, mm-hmm. umbrella with Giorgio Rivetti, who's one of my favorite people on the whole oh, planet. Yes, of course. Uh, he'll be at Spinasse next month, by the way, doing a little wine lunch with us. Uh, just a little plug there. Hey, that's <laughs> so, great. If you well, want to well, and well, how well. do we find that stuff over all <laughs> yeah. these special events? Spinasse. Spinasse.com. Um, sign up for our newsletter. We always send out announcements um, because I try whenever a Piemontese um, winemaker's in town, they always like to come by and say hi, and I'd love to try and offer um, sort of a lunch opportunity tasting. For our guests, um, so that'll be next month with uh, Giorgio. <laughs> yeah, we uh, need a two and a half hour wine lunch and then a nice siesta and go. <laughs> yeah, and then jump right into service. Uh, so Malvira is one of the producers that I love to work with. Not only are they a value-driven house, but um, their labels are beautiful. Um, they they sort of go off the tarot card um, yeah. style. The circle and the and the tarot card. I wonder who the, that guy would be. I don't, I don't know. He would be the, uh, the, very the two of wagon wheels. Or yeah. <laughs> but the circle um, actually represents in, in Piemonte culture sort of like a welcoming, you know, um, good luck symbol. Um, Malvira. Yeah, there's a branch. There's something for people put a little... Yeah, uh, over the door when over you the walk door in. When and it's, you... a, it's a good luck sort of, you know, welcoming that, symbol Yeah, welcome. Have some food. Yeah. I'm all about the stories behind the labels, um, especially when they are like lovely people to support. Um, so Alange Rosso from Malvira, this is 2005. Um, they're actually based in Canale, which is, which is in the Roero, um, so north of the Lange. You know, I'd love to sort of reach out. Where Arnace of, is, is popular. Yeah, Arnace is king in the Roero. Um, I just, I love to branch out of Barolo and Barbaresco and see what else is out there. So anything from Costa de la Sesia or Gatinara, any of those areas Gatinara, that I Gatinara with the funky bottle. There's that uh, one. The Travellini. <laughs> uh, yes. Go back to my Tulio days. Uh, so um, fun. Well, this is a tasty little red. And you, you said yeah, it's yeah. an indigenous variety? Uh, this is actually 75% uh, Barbera and uh, 25% Nebbiolo and 5% Bonarda Piemontese. 
and it's done in a little bit of a different style. Um, this is definitely a, rent, a winter red. It's got about 18 to 24 months French oak. Mm-hmm. Um, and the but thing still I love a value, about, huh? Oh, so good. Yeah, just absolutely approachable pricing on all of Malvira's wines, which is why I love <laughs> using them. Uh, they they'll hold on to you know this this vintage is 2005. I didn't get it until oh, late last year. My goodness, I just looked at that. I saw yeah. that. And it's one of those things where they like to really hang on to the wines at the winery and make sure that they've matured properly before they send their little babies out into the world. <laughs> we will serve no yeah. wine. And yeah. I appreciate that they do that. And I appreciate that I get the opportunity to work with some of their older vintage stuff. I have a 2008 uh, single vineyard Barbera from them. I have their Arnais. I have um, the, the 2010 Roero. Um, I just love working with their wines. Well, we should be we is. should be over there a Saturday night. I'm so glad you could sneak away on a busy, busy <laughs> well, night you know, like we've that. We've got people in place for that. Uh, so fun. <laughs> Well, um, what are the hours? And is it you do lunch uh, often? Is it every day you do lunch, or what's the story? No, the wine lunches are are, are unique to. We, right, we don't. We're not actually events. open for lunch, but we're open seven nights a week. We mm-hmm. open at five every day, and uh, we close uh, at ten o'clock on most days, and then on uh, eleven o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. All right. Is there the uh, happy hour or the hors de feliz, or do you do special things like that? Or at Artuzzi. Artuzzi. Yeah. Artuzzi, which is our sister bar located right next door. Cool. We'll tell you what, we come back from this last break, we're going to have a little bit of time. We're going to chat about our Tuesday because I popped in there uh, and it was it was a different world of all places, <laughs> which I get on Capitol Hill. And, yeah. and I'm a long, an old cat, so I've been roaming the decades, I should say. Uh, this is now the fourth decade I've been roaming on Capitol Hill. Um, but uh, I'm having a great time talking to the uh, the business partners who run, operate Spinasse. It's up on uh, 13th and Union, right? Pine. Uh, 14th. 14th and Pine. 14th and Pine. Hey, it's Chef Stuart Lane and Angela Lopez, the general manager. Stick around, folks. Be right back with one more segment of Happy Hour Radio. Start your day the right way. John Carlson, live and local, 6 to 10 a.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. You're in the know with KVI Want to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Yes, I want more. We want more. Yes, we do. Hey, time for round four. Uh, it's more of four. Uh, I'm in Happy Hour Radio. I've got a glass of wine. It's a uh, uh, Malvira. It's a blend of Barbera and uh, Nebbiolo with a touch of Bonarda, Piomantese. And uh, speaking with the uh, the two, the, the, front, the front folks, the head, well, actually... Behind the house, in front of the house, we've got Angela Lopez, who's the wine director, general manager, and uh, Chef Stuart Lane, who is the executive chef. You have a little place next door that has happy hour called Artuzzi. What does that mean? What's Artuzzi? Well, mean? it's the name of uh, a person that wrote a cookbook a long time ago that kind of like coalesced all of Italian cuisine into a book, like took all different wow. regions and like put it into a spot. Um, or put it in one location and kind of made it more of a national cuisine, I would say. Okay. Um, so in in you know, thinking of that, Spinace or Artuzzi's menu is much broader than uh, Spinace. For example, like at Spinace, we wouldn't use lime so much. We try to avoid that kind of thing, or like avocados. There's certain like ingredients that we kind of like try to steer away from a little bit. But the, they're used in, in but Italy. At, but at well, nowadays they're they are All actually right, so global <laughs> like cuisine. like yeah, I would say now 
you know, which that's a whole huge conversation about like what's authentic. Give me a good dish to try. <laughs> I mean, our meatballs are delicious. I Best mean, I know, I know that that's very <laughs> like seemingly like normal and it's Italian restaurant. Maybe that's cliche, but I stand behind our balls. They are wonderful. It's pork, They're really beef, quite veal. Um, there's no veal in it. Um, but yeah, and it's just like, you know, we kind of. We just take a lot of care with them. We cook them very gently, and so they're very tender. And they're on happy hour. Yeah, they are on happy hour. What time's happy hour? You can get hour? one ball if you want. Five um, to seven. And is it like a baseball, a golf ball, or what? It's right. it's bigger than a golf ball, I would say. Handball. <laughs> yeah, it's Squash. like a racquetball. It's like, like a racquetball. Like a big racquetball, if that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> Some of the beverages at our Tuesday happy hour from five to seven are? Oh, my goodness. We have so many good things. Um, we have... Uh, what should we call it? The nasty woman. It? The nasty. Well, that's not a happy hour, but oh, yeah. we do we do old fashions. We do six dollar old fashions. We have red so craft white, cocktails. Yeah, craft cocktails, um, wines. You know, we we kind of rotate what we're doing um, with Amaro. Uh, Amar, oh right, Amari. You had so a. We do spritzes. Uh, well, didn't you have like a thousand of those bottles up top? Is that what I remember seeing? Yeah, definitely. So originally, Artuzzi was opened as an Amaro bar, Got and it. so we still take that and we use quite a bit of Amari and, and all of our... And that's um, open seven days because they're connected, right? Yep. Artisies right. also is open seven days a week, happy hour from five to seven, and Chef Stewart does a pasta night on Sundays and Mondays, uh, two plates pasta and a bottle of wine for 30 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. So Artuzzi is, is value-driven. Artuzzi's fun. It's funky, like you said. It was really funky. Um, who, des- <laughs> uh, who That design was quite just radical. Uh, what yeah, happened? it was whimsical. You know, it was one of those <laughs> yeah. things that it's definitely not Spinasse, but it's it's comfortable and the food is fantastic and the staff is amazing. So. I love it. So um, you're going to participate, Chef? Uh, Jeff Stewart is in a um, an annual tradition, which is now I think in its ninth year. It's the Seattle uh, Wine and Food Experience over at the Seattle Center, and then there's three three events this year. There's Pop, which is bubbles and seafood. Then there's this thing called Comfort, which happens over in Fremont, and then of course the Grand Tasting, which is wine, beer, spirits, cocktails, and lots and lots of food. Which part are you partaking in? I'm doing the or we're doing the Pop, seafood and bubbles. So. We're going to do peachy, which is a more of a southern style noodle, um, hand-rolled. It's just like semolina, water, a little wine, and um, White foolish, wine. foolishly, yeah, I am, I am hand-rolling the noodles for, I think there's like 700 people. Wow. This might be an error in judgment, but it's got a, <laughs> calamari, a calamari ragu. It's going to be really good. Ooh. <laughs> it's going to make like spicy calamari kind of like sauce to go with the peachy. And I probably need to start rolling it out. Like, How are you going to serve that in a little? Uh, um, probably in a little cup. Okay. Whatever they, you know, they usually have like little things. Or Interesting for like all these food events, and I'm gonna and I and Jamie Piaz is amazing. She's done so much. I always said, you know what we need to do? It's every event now is bring your own glass and bring your own fork. Hmm. Right. Like to yeah. bite of Seattle. If you're listening out well, there, I'm sure they love that. Your own <laughs> fork for yeah. crying out loud. They would love that. I don't need to go through eight plastic forks in the landfill. Well, it was like All old, right. like in France back in the day, everyone had their own knives or whatever. It's like the same thing, but in Seattle That's we had not forks. A knife. <laughs> yeah. uh, what a treat. So again, spinasse.com. It's spin, A S S E, spinasse.com. And artuzibar.com. Wow, this has been a treat. I had a great time at the restaurant. I encourage everyone to go check it out. And if you're. A single or a deuce, obviously, sit at the bar because I thought that was really fun. Um, you're a little higher, and of course, you could just, just to enjoy the a little bit of warmth from the kitchen, and you can see Chef Stewart laying there. 
Love it. Uh, look forward to seeing you at the restaurant sometime, and hopefully I'll see you at Pop trying some of that hand-rolled. Oh, yeah. um, I saw Billboard. Going to be working. Hand rolls, <laughs> hand, hand rolls are the big thing in Washington now. There's like all kinds you can. Oh, everything's done by hand. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so fun. All right, folks. Uh, hey, thanks so much. Um, you and uh, if you. you get a chance to uh, check out Spinazzi and Artuzzi, it's over there on 14th and Pine. Pine. Yeah, it's it's in a, those streets have started to go oh, yeah. left and right. Yeah. But uh, and don't forget, it's uh, coming up. Pop bubbles and seafood and uh, the Seattle wine food experience. Check it out. Posted by Seattle Magazine. And uh, if you're out and about, remember, folks, life is always better with a designated driver. See you next week.